Welcome to the Root of It All podcast with Tree, where you will learn new habits for human betterment. We talk about all things related to personal growth and everything is on the table. Each episode will explore different topics like self-care, mindfulness, goal setting, and more with a focus of practical tips and actionable advice you can start implementing in your life today. Our goal is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a more meaningful life. So grab a drink, cozy up, or take your dog for a walk, or even go for a drink drive. Join us for some fun and meaningful conversation. Let's grow together. Hi everyone, this is Tree and I have with me today again Alexia. And <laughs> so it's so fascinating how we end up just hopping on Zoom and then we just end up in these amazing conversations. So what we're talking about today is actually about having conversations. And what I was about to say to Alexia is that just this whole, like when all of us as human beings, we end up getting into conversations, it's like this theme of almost resentment that's happening. So resentment from the person that initiates the conversation or even just the other person within the conversation, which the truth is, is that there doesn't have to be any emotion from a resentment or anger or bargaining in the mind, like going back and forth. Well, if I say this, and then if they say this, then I'm going to say this. And if they say that, I'm going to say this. And we always win in our own mind, which is quite comical. And then generally when we get actually to having the conversation, it never goes exactly how we're making it up in our mind to be, right? And so- Absolutely. So a lot of corporations that I work with and a lot of the staff themselves end up in this kind of resentment form of mind because it's interesting when I'm being brought into a business, it means that there's some sort of change happening and any change people end up in resentment because, and it's, it's not on purpose. It's really a nervous system kind of thing. So it's interesting. So, oh, right. This is how our conversation started about the moon right now. We did start about the moon. Oh, yeah. The moon, because I've been awake since four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and right now it's it's five after nine on Thursday, August 31st, 2023. So I heard on the news this morning that this is like what's happening with the moon right now. It only happens once every 20 years. Mm, so Interesting. Yeah. So that's how our conversation started. Repeat again about the whole moon thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I was saying to Tree was basically that I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and I've been awake since and I, I don't feel tired, but I am affected by the moon. I notice it was last night and not the night before, a little bit, but the, the what was what are we today? Thursday, right? So also I think it was Monday, Monday evening or Sunday that I I also was up at in fact it was a bit earlier. It was like, you know, four you know, it was after four four four. I remember looking at my phone and I saw 444 and I thought, well, that must mean something. So anyway, yeah, exactly, exactly. But the, you know, you're, you're, you're so accurate in saying what you just said, Tree, around how our perception affects how we communicate and the story that we tell ourselves, but then how we play it out. And yeah. we either anticipate it or we expect the other person to behave a certain way or say something. And usually that doesn't happen. No. You know, usually it's very different. Yeah, it's normally the opposite. So if we think that somebody's going to amp out or freak out or be angry at us, and normally they're just super cool and chill about it, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes if we think they're going to be super chill about it, sometimes they're not. And there is no right or wrong. It's just 
it is what it is, right? And it's allowing to hold space. And, and what I mean by holding space is to allow the person to feel whatever they need to feel and then be in curiosity with them about that, right? If we all of a sudden, if somebody else gets angry and then you get angry and then it just amplifies, it's unuseful because it, their feelings are valid and your feel, feelings are valid. And the conversation itself is completely valid because there's some sort of change happening, right? Yes, yes. There's always that sense of going back into right and wrong. If we're in a conversation where we have the desire to be right, mm -hmm. then it just eliminates curiosity. It, oh, that's it. That, absolutely. It just eliminates it. So there's no way, even if you want to be curious, if there's still that hook that there's a sense of injustice or needing to be right or proving somebody wrong, then there's no room for curiosity. It's much more restrictive. Curiosity is such an expansive way of thinking and feeling and sensing and listening. It's so different from when we have this narrow, kind of rigid, very linear way of addressing right and wrong, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But it's a challenge. It can be a challenge to, to, you know, reflect and notice ourselves and also be accountable for when we are getting triggered or hooked into something. I think there's a saying from The Course in Miracles that says we are never upset for the reasons that we think. Mm, yeah, that is, so, that's so true. Because, and, and you're so right about the right or wrong, right? That is part of this universal shift because right or wrong stems from old religious beliefs, old, even like you look at people that went through World War II or the Vietnam War, very rules oriented, very right or wrong, or people died. Right? You, yes. you had to follow the rules. You had to do it a certain way or people literally died. And yes. so in our nervous system, if depending on what generation you've been brought up in, and then even you look at the pandemic too, right? You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to follow the rules again. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's very much in us as humans, in our nervous systems, that we are looking for being right or wrong. But the truth is when it comes to relationships, there is no right or wrong. It's really what is for that person depending on their sexuality or even how they like to live the basis of do you like making your bed in the morning or not making your bed in the morning really there's if you go online even from that simplistic statistics there's tons of statistics saying don't make your bed right mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. lots of statistics yes make your bed it's like a routine <laughs> You know, it just, you know, right. it's pleasant yeah, yeah, protocols yeah. to look at, right? Well, depending on the person, right? Some people, they're like, oh, exactly. I like my bed. You just, you dive in. Some people like making their bed, you know? And it really, we are all so diverse and so different. So there is no right or wrong. All of our feet are on this planet, on this earth. Yeah. So yeah. we all walk, we all breathe air. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So it, for that, well, what's the right or wrong to breathing? <laughs> there is no right or wrong. There's no, there's no right or wrong to breathing. And we share, we share so much. I mean, we've all experienced at some point in our lives a sense of betrayal or hurt or grief or anger or injustice. And what's interesting about this whole aspect of what you're saying, it's in our, our, you know, kind of our, say our energetic body and from the generations prior, because we know that this has now been proven in, in science as well, in terms of the ancestral lineage and the energy of fear from World War II 
and even prior, there's that sense of being persecuted, and it's inherited, it's transferred into, you know, the children, and it keeps going, and the family dynamics. But it's so old, it's so ancient. So we're not in those days of, you know, hitting the battlefields in that way, the physical, the way that it used to happen, but we still have these internal wars, and these kind of wars between each other. And of course, we know wars still happen, right? Except they'd use, you know, other types of weaponry. But this aspect of what it does is it continually keeps us separate. It continually keeps us divided instead of being able to say there's room for both. How do we have room for both perspectives, not either or? And also, you know, that whole idea of being able to be curious I think that really becomes the foundation for having conversations with somebody and in any relationship where both parties are willing to step into something new and different. Say, you know, I have my idea that I want this and you have your idea that you want this. So both of us are at an impasse. So how do we come together and let go of our identity and our attachment to how it should be and actually step into something new? Because that's how we can create to say, oh, you know, there's always two heads are better than one, right? Three heads yeah. are better than, like, when you come together and you go, okay, everybody let go of their attachment to how it should be. And what would, what's something new that we can create that will actually meet everyone's need? Because it goes underneath the, the need. What's the need that we are trying to meet? So I feel like those kind of conversations require that kind of perspective and willingness, willingness to say, okay, I'm going to let go of, I really need this to happen and I'm willing to see what are the other possibilities. Yeah. And that is foundationally what really needs to happen and to support all of what you're saying. Any client that I've seen that comes in for help with either stress, sleep, weight loss, stop smoking. These are really just symptoms of the pattern that the person's in. So fundamentally, what you're really talking about is sometimes it's actually having the conversation with self, right? Very and true. Very, very true. Yeah. So sometimes it's not even others. It's conversations with self and, and understanding okay, what is it that I really need, right? So for example, if say somebody comes into the clinic and they're looking for better sleep, well, they're, it's, yeah, they need to sleep better, but they're not sleeping well because they're in worry. They're in overwhelm. They're worried about the unknown, right? They're worried about things that potentially can never happen, right? So they're so caught up in different stories. So the truth is what they need is more comfort. They need to have more and more experiences that they can be totally okay with the unknown in order to sleep better, to allow Definitely. Their, their nervous system to relax too, and be in the energy that allows them to be relaxed, to sleep, right? Because the truth is nobody can control the unknown. That would be mm -hmm. a really cool yeah. party trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's the fantasy and it's an, it's an illusion. It's an illusion that we have control over outcome. We just don't. But, you know, what you're saying of it is completely accurate around, yes, it can be labeled as I have this kind of problem, you know, weight or sleep issues. And that's, like you said, it is just a sort of a very superficial manifestation of, of what's deeper, what's actually the true issue. And I think that that's something that we're not really comfortable with. 
to kind of explore and understand, oh, what is it that I'm really worried about? Or what is it that I'm, you know, struggling with that's not allowing me to sleep? And we, and we should dig down into that. We should yeah, be yeah. actually more comfortable with it because yeah. it's never. So what happens is people then become reactionary and then they're just end up in an emotion and then they react or they'll, yes. they'll end up in that resentment or they'll end up in an argument or they'll yeah. end up in an unuseful behavior, right? Yes. In a completely yes. unuseful behavior that will cause an even bigger ripple effect for other people to end up in anger and end up in resentment. So yeah, when people begin to start to hold space and, and have better conversations for themselves and others or with themselves, right? Then they're getting to that foundational seed that needs to be planted to mm -hmm. grow, to allow that growth to really happen. And whether that seed is that maybe they feel lonely, right? Maybe they're not asking for really what they do want, right? If the expectation is to just get attention and that people around them will magically know when that person needs that attention, right? Again, cool party trick. <laughs> it, just <doesn't, laughs> it just doesn't happen that way. We need to really, whether it's a spouse or a child or a best friend, or even if you're out shopping and if the expectation is that people are going to magically appear and, and guide you to what it is that you're looking for, you know, it, it's really using our voice to alleviate any pressures that are, are happening around us, whether the pressure is getting out of a certain emotion, right? Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't feel comfortable in the body. Mm -hmm. Well, it, and I'm glad you brought up about feeling, feeling the body, because that to me is a big piece of being able to speak to, for people to find their voice and the overwhelm and the vibrational pattern of certain emotions can sometimes prevent people from actually being able to speak with that sense of vulnerability, but not necessarily from a place of being hijacked by the emotion where they feel very grounded. And that's where the, you know, the kind of the sensations of feeling grounded, feeling connected, feeling supported and going through those different energy centers in the body. But even simple exercise of just one slow breath, you know, one slow breath or when we, when, or even making a, a sound or shaking, there's lots of research about this, you know, in terms of moving the body because it immediately interrupts the mind, the thinking, the thinking, the thinking. And instead it's like going back to a clear slate and starting fresh, but it's, you know, it's so important. It is so important. I mean, we need to be changing physiology first. And hey, if people want to learn more about that, they can listen to our other conversation that we had about that whole theme about moving through with breath, with space, with movement. And sound, too, is an energetic thing. You know, like we learned earlier on in one of our other conversations that you play the guitar. And That's correct. Mm -hmm. and, and you've been <laughs> playing the guitar recently, haven't you? <laughs> Well, yes and no, and yes, I have been a little bit, yes. And sometimes, and and, I, and you know, the other thing is, the guitar is is I love string instruments, and I also and voice is another one. Singing, I sing as well, and everyone singing is what I learned was singing isn't about necessarily having a oh this amazing voice that people would like. It's it really is for the self of of sounding mm -hmm. and being able to you know, the uh, the expression is to use your own instrument, that we're all, you know, we're these tuning forks walking around, these vibrational tuning forks, and we can tone, we can actually get a sense of the vibration and, and 
the throat chakra, the throat energy center at the, is, is one of the best to clear the body. So when humming or singing or. Well, and it's so funny as you are saying this, my yes. dog came over yes. to right beside where you're talking and he is using his throat chakra. <laughs> I don't get like exactly what you're saying. He is is he really? That moment. Yeah. It's the most hilarious thing. I oh my gosh in the background but he literally he's an older dog so yeah when he settles in he like ooh, mm, <laughs> like so literally what exactly what you're saying is exactly what he was and that's so amazing that's amazing i think animals yeah that's a whole other topic because they just have such there's there's such there's such purity right well, yeah such and we purity and everything that, that you're saying, animals represent. So if you, I mean, dogs, cats, and horses, they all automatically just move their body to move through energy, right? Yeah. Like they do yeah, exactly that's what right. you're saying. Yeah. Even, yeah. And there's no ego. There's no like, oh, I wonder what people are going to think of me if I groan as I you know, <laughs> get positioning and, and just relax down onto my bed. Or animals can teach us so much um, in terms so of- much. Yeah, because they don't have the brains that we do that get in our way as humans to make up those stories. It's a great thing that we have that, that we can make up amazing stories and that we have created society and beautiful things and magical things in life. But coming back to our natural state is going to keep us grounded, going to keep us in that space in time when having these conversations with other people of letting people know what it is that we need. And I'll actually, I'll tell you a little story. So during the pandemic, my husband and I, we ended up, our businesses just got so busy and we were so busy. And also, you know, for him, what he does, he created things that people can really stay busy with to stimulate their mind or the pandemic. So, and with his business and then with my business, helping people move through energies and move and just through hypnosis and getting themselves their outcomes. So this one morning I came downstairs and I actually sat in this chair that I'm sitting in and I sat here and I just went like this. I went, oh, I am exhausted. And I just said it out loud. And my, my husband was in, in the room and I just said it out loud. I had to, I felt like it had to be said out loud because that is what I was feeling. And it's an un, I'm, it's not a feeling that I'm used to because I'm, I can very much get a lot. I'm like, go, 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 go all day long. And it actually, it feeds me. I love it. I just, so if for me to be exhausted, it would be, it's a rare, rare thing because I'm always moving my body and you know, anyone, any of the girls that work for me, they'd actually, they'd be laughing right now because me moving my body, I like will go up to them and I'll just start dancing. Yeah. And it just changes like, like yeah, energy it, in the moment. It totally changes all the time. That's great. To anybody. So anybody listening to this that knows me knows <laughs> that I do that and they're probably laughing too. Okay. So, so for me to be in that, like, wow, I'm exhausted moment was like a very, very rare moment. So in that moment, when I said that, my husband's response was, Oh, so you just took a deep breath. Your sound went out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I stopped. No, I, I did oh. this on purpose. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it was like a whole sigh. It was a, <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad, that, I'm glad that you clarified that for everybody because that is actually what happened. Yeah. His response was the big oh. sigh. Okay. 
and space, <laughs> right? And so many people can take that in many, many ways, right? And so really what we're talking about is to hold space and time because, you know, one, like people could have responded in like WTF, right? Of like, oh, well, where's my attention or what I need or whatever it was. And, you know, as I allowed space and time to hold itself, I chose to step into curiosity and curiosity brought me to, wow, him and I have never been this exhausted in the exact same moment. Like we've never been in a low energy space at the exact same time. Normally in our relationship, it's if one's lower in energy than the other one, like we pick up one another. Like I tell everybody, my, my husband is my human. He, you know, Mm. so very much connected on so many levels. So in that moment, if I chose frustration, both of like, if I chose to react, if I chose to get into an unuseful dialogue or energy or resentment or anything like that, that would, that would have made it so much worse. We're both already depleted of energy and, and just in the moment of, you know, which I'm sure so many people were through COVID, right? And in that moment- we still are in, in many ways. Yep. But in that moment, you both just, you both were able to be very present with what is. Yes. And going back to, you know, with your dog and the sighing and your husband doing this and, and you also saying it, it's, it's being authentic to what is here right now. When we just allow ourselves to be, you know, no, non-judgmental of what we're feeling, because you could have also gone into, I'm so exhausted and this is such a bad thing. Oh, you know, yeah, with yourself, really you know what I mean? With yourself, but you didn't. Right. Because choosing curiosity. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and through curiosity, it, it really changed, you know, what happens next, right? Yeah. Like in that moment, yeah. you know, go for a walk with the dog, make sure that I hug and kiss my husband and tell him that I love him and him the same to me as well. Right. So we or lie down, you know, just lie down yeah, and breathe, lie down right. and breathe or, yeah. um, and for me, for me personally, it's more movement, but yes, absolutely lying down and breathing or just taking a nap or yeah. being, being and doing what it is that you need. And it's, it's really moving forward through curiosity and being okay that sometimes it's like a stutter step before getting there. There's no right or wrong and how to get there for yourself. It's really experiencing that pathway for yourself, what that is to get to betterment. Yes. And and I feel like it's also a little bit of a slippery slope when it's a sense of we have to get somewhere because all of the experiences that we have are really just about being alive, even if they're, you know, quote unquote negative. Mm-hmm. So that sense of I have to get out of this or I have to move, keep moving. I think the movement is very important because it's the idea that we are evolving. It, you know, we do, we're moving through emotions all the time. We're moving through experiences. And it's just, for me, it's that sense of a practice of, of saying, okay, if I feel exhausted, then how do I just be with this exhaustion? And it could be, 
you know, like what I was saying, lying down, because that's what came to my mind immediately was like, I think I would just lie down. Um, but it's, that's, that's it is that thing, right? Because yeah, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's, and again, it's just letting ourselves embrace what is here and allow ourselves to say, oh, this is what's here. And that's the irony is that as soon as we do that, it shifts. Yeah. As soon as we acknowledge it and allow it and accept it to be here and integrate it into our system, our experience, then something changes. We don't get weighed down. And it goes back to what you're saying about curiosity. We're just allowing it to be instead of weighing down, getting weighed down with the story of, oh, I don't like this. I need to get out of it. I need to you know, push it away. And that just becomes more work, more effort. Mm -hmm. That's what I find anyway. Yeah, absolutely. It is more work and more effort. It's like, you know, pushing a heavy rock uphill. Yeah, Sisyphus, to... exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to like <laughs> dissect or or trying to figure out, like even going back to the whole full moon and this, the magic of this particular full moon that, you know, a lot of people are trying to dissect about like, oh, the energies are this or that. And, and it's more about appreciation that we are here on this earth right now and experiencing this moon right now and, mm -hmm. and how it is. And wow, like how yeah. friggin' cool is that? And, and so if we're trying to, either connect dots that aren't there like oh and I'm, I'm in a bad mood because of the mood or moon or i'm feeling this because of the moon well what if we all connected with the beauty of it no matter what it is and show and began to pick what we wanted to feel or how we wanted to feel and then gravitate towards that as opposed to staying in whatever perhaps negative or mood that's unuseful right? yeah yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because that's really what all nature shows us is betterment, beauty, mm -hmm. growth. Beauty and exactly, and also connection. You know, oh, we yeah. are absolutely connected to the moon. You know, sometimes when I'm, if I'm up really early like I was last night or um, then I will, <laughs> this morning, this morning, I will, I will talk to the moon. I have a conversation with the moon and I, I think it's, it sounds bizarre, but it's actually, it, I find it very soothing. No, it's not bizarre at all. I think. And I just, I, yeah. Right. Like people, yeah. some people, some people talk to God. So oh yeah. Moon, yeah. I talked to him everything, you know? Well, yeah. And your moon could be the God, your, your like, or your God could be the moon or even yeah. whether it's a plant, whether it's a singing bowl, whatever it is, but it's this, it really is just fluidity of energy right if you're what, talking is energy yes yes um, the moon is energy you are energy everything yes. is energy so and and in that note you could say it's all god it's all source it's all creator because that's the ultimate so everything is representative and an expression of source in yeah, a way god right? love universe yeah. all of the yeah. all of the above whatever word resonates with any human being go for yeah. it you know like absolutely so yeah. this what another amazing conversation and i can't wait to to I, and and again with everybody listening we have no idea this none of this is is planned it's just organic so what we're modeling for all of you is that sometimes not planning is good being curious because you can't plan how it is that you're going to feel you know tomorrow at three 
that would be good. That would be cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. if, if emotions get aligned with, okay, Hey, I need to be happy at this moment because I'm doing this right. Like, yeah. and you, but there's tools and techniques that you can use and to practice within yourself to get yourself there and, and not trying to organize or control it to be in flow. So that's what we're to be in flow. For. Yes, exactly. And and I don't know if we have time, but I was going to do, I was going to suggest that if people are listening, I'm going to play one note on this oh, go for little it. Yeah, toner. Yeah. And then what, I, what I'm inviting everyone to do, and you too, Tree, is just to see if you can hum with it. And I don't know if it'll pick up well on the sound, but just to hum. Yeah, That's it. Okay. You don't even have to harmonize, just make a sound with this, okay? Okay, so I'm going to do um, E. Hang on a sec. Let me just check with the, how loud it is. That's so cool. <laughs> I love Can you it. Hear it. Can you hear it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll go. I'll go to a couple of notes. Okay. So just just close your eyes and just let yourself go and just hum. Or even just if you want to know where do you feel the sound. But I like doing this also to. Well, um, and if to... anyone's listening to this as they're driving, keep your eyes open. Oh right. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'll do one more. That's so cool. So what, tell everybody what that is that you're blowing into. This is a guitar pitch pipe. Okay. And it's actually my dad's. My... She's holding up this thing that looks, it's like a rectangular thing, and there's uh, three circular things on either side of the long edges of the rectangle. <laughs> yes. There's, yeah. It's different. And usually, this was a tuner. My father used this to tune his guitar. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of the keepsakes I have. He, he died in October, but this is something that I uh, have of his. So that's what I'm using is this Whoa. pitch pipe. And so I love it and I like it sometimes just, I'll sometimes do this and I'll just use it even if I want to get my focus back and I'm working on something and I don't have time to do anything else. I'll just make sound and the vibration I find is just, it just changes. It's, again, it's an energy. It just shifts things. Love it. Well, thank you for sharing. That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, You're so welcome. Yeah. So we're going to hum on out of here. <laughs> 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 and we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening. Well, folks, that's a wrap for today's episode of The Root of It All with Tree. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. But before we go, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. And we will be posting motivational quotes and behind-the-scenes content that you won't want to miss. Also, you can always sign up to come live while we're filming this or even join us online through Zoom. We always offer open question and answer after each episode that we don't record, so it's all private. But you can be, get more involved. So sign up for free at businessgrowthresults.com. We're going to cover all kinds of different topics that you're not going to want to miss. And if you're looking for that one-on-one -on -one guidance or help, be sure to book a free screening. You can do that at burlingtonhypnosis.ca or call 905-634-4777. And finally, you can catch our podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So be sure to subscribe and never miss an episode.
Thanks for listening.